y'all what is going on this is your man l jamal coming through with another edition of never out of bounds of course this is a place we can say what you want as long as you got them facts i have a lot to get into tonight i have a few uh few few stories i want to get into for the world on the street segment uh, i got two on the national level referring to joe biden and some uh gun con well i guess some gun control and then we're going to talk a little bit of, a bit about his uh or his re-election odds. And then also I want to talk a little bit and just share uh, some of the updates on uh, the Deshaun Watson case, just kind of share my ideas about what's you know happened and what's transpiring, that all the new stuff that we know, well, you know, for the most part. And then also we're going to get into, of course, uh, a NBA Finals update. Of course, Game 5 wrapped up tonight. The Warriors are in control of the series. Three games to two over the Boston Celtics. So we'll be going over all the games up until this point. I think the last time I was here with you guys, we went over Game 1. So Game 2 to Game 5. We'll be going over all that tonight. Uh, we also have a Major League Baseball update. I wanted to go through all the scores from tonight, Monday. Also want to get through the standings as well. And then kind of recap uh, some of the bigger storylines from over the weekend as well. So, Oh, and also I got a Upon Further Review segment for you guys. Uh, we're going to be going over Jack Harlow's album, his debut album, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we're going to be going over that. So, a uh, chock full episode, a uh, lot going on tonight. Uh, and so let's just go ahead and get into it. Like I said, with the word on the street segment, uh, we have some things brewing on Capitol Hill. First things first, a step in the positive direction in terms of gun control. Uh, like I mentioned, the Senate has decided, well, the Senate has reached a tentative deal. Uh, now, parts of this new deal will be including limiting sales. Uh, of firearms as well as improving school safety now recently uh, this is not super related but still kind of the same lines recently we had this law well the governor of Ohio wanted to pass a law that would allow teachers and school person other school personnel to carry guns after 24 hours of training so again we're seeing we're seeing responses so it is what it is. Uh, now, far as as far as what Washington wants to do, uh, their new initiative is currently being supported by ten Republicans. So that's that's good enough. That's a good amount of support, and uh, it will need to pass officially uh, through uh, the Senate. But it looks as though that that might be the way. I mean, uh, as far as as far as uh, what I know. As of today, it seems to be, you know, as bipartisan as it's going to get. Now, both sides, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats really haven't uh, touched this subject in terms of gun control. Well, at least, well, they've, of course, they've, you know, 
they've spit their you know their side of the story but of course coming to some type of you know conclusive you know solution uh neither side has been able to do that with the others at least until again this weekend they starting to get the ball rolling there's no guarantee that this you know goes through but at least they're talking that's the main thing that people are excited about so uh, other goals of this agreement will be to include the juvenile records of purchase of buyers under the age of 21. I think that makes sense. It goes hand in hand with all the background information, uh, you know, issues that have been brought up. Again, you know, the right or the let or the sorry, the Reds, as I call them sometimes as well, have always been preaching the Democrats strictly want to take away guns, strictly, t- you know, snatch guns away, and it's. It's a little bit more nuanced than that. It's a lot of, you know, what if you really look past the Fox News, you know, scare tactics and local Republican scare tactics, really what the goal here was, was to really go deeper in terms of background checks and to really require those. Uh, All it is, all the main thing that, uh, liberals have ever have have preached in terms of this has been out again not every you know uh, I guess you would say lawmaker from the from the left side has preached this but the overall message is more so for background it's more so for making sure the mentally ill don't get weapons you know and as far as, you know, gun sales are concerned and NRA is concerned, they want to sell as many weapons as possible. It's big business. This is why we're having this issue here. So, you know, both sides are going to, you know, spit, you know, claim their their peace, speak their peace. Of course, the Republicans are going to constantly tell you they want to take away guns. They're going to take away everything away. No. I uh, also think what the Democrats can do is do a better job of really identifying what an assault rifle is. Uh, there's too much, you know, confusion. I know everybody wants to go with the AR-15 and guns of that nature, but we're talking about high-powered automatic rifles. I understand those having, and I, I understand those being limited to the regular population. I totally get that. Uh, so I, you know, again, Democrats need to make. S- where, they need to make where they stand where they stand more clear and make it known that that's not the goal uh you know to be clear about their goals because in reality uh again you might come across one or two senators that'll tell you something completely out of of course left field and tell you to take away everything but the the moderate approach to this which is what the democrats have been trying to do has been just increasing background checks uh increase or well, decreasing the access to these weapons to those who are on the fringe and things of that nature improving situations in schools uh, in terms of school safety you know things that have been mentioned here again the republicans they seem to not care they figure well we'll just lock up people and you know we'll take it from there that's a different approach and you know i don't know I, you know there's a bunch of there's a bunch of mass shootings so they're obviously not locking up all the killers <laughs> so anyways like i said a step in the right direction uh democrats and republicans are working together to get some sort of solution to gun safety Speaking of the Democrats and Joe Biden, 
recently. Uh, he's, well, not so much recently, but he's uh, definitely has talked in the, in the recent past, I guess you could say, about running for a second term. Now, of course, Americans in general are very low on this in terms of their, uh, well, their want for this to happen. And the irony is the Democratic Party has, you know, kind of had enough of this Joe Biden experiment as well. Now, the biggest concern that Democrats and this, this is uh, lawmakers and voters. Now, this was according to a survey uh, done by, I believe it was The Guardian. Uh, now, what they did was they interviewed, like I said, different lawmakers, different Democratic voters. And, you know, it's surprising or maybe not surprising that at this point, his approval rating is low amongst uh, his peers. Uh, now, there's the biggest concerns right now, particularly going into a potential second term for him, is his age. He's already 79 years old. By the time 2024 rolls around, he will be 82. Uh, there's also concerns about his ability to beat uh, Trump in, an, in the next election. And for what it's worth, I, uh, you know, for what it's worth, it would be difficult for anybody on the Democratic ticket to go up against Trump. People are just drinking the Kool-Aid about him. He didn't do shit the first, you know, time around. But again, you know, you you just you you just put in a few few problems for a Democratic president, and oh my God, it's for say it's a I'm sorry, oh, we have to deal with inflation, gas prices are crazy. Let's get Trump back in there. As far as I'm concerned, Trump didn't do shit for me. My life went on just like it did. Sorry, I'm not I'm not I wasn't convinced. I won't be voting for him. I didn't vote for Biden old ass either. They both some old motherfuckers to me. It's funny how one people, you know, you have some group, well, you have people that'll say, well, you know, Biden is this old, decrepit grandpa this, and, you know, Trump is the same age, but somehow he's he's not old. No, they're both old men, and I'm tired of, why, I'm tired of seeing old white men run the country for one. Uh, that's why, you know, I'm a little bit, you know, um, you know, even if, you know, again, outside of who I would go for outside of Biden, if I were to vote for blue, Bernie Sanders is hella old. Elizabeth Warren is hella old. You know, still some old motherfuckers up in there. I mean, the youngest person, youngest people we got right now, probably Cory Booker. I I don't I don't know if he could win on a national ticket. That probably the more likely. I, I mean, I probably end up voting for him. Maybe. Ain't nobody coming from the red side that I would vote for. I'm just being honest with you. If Trump don't end up being on the ticket, I I will say this: if Trump is if Trump somehow doesn't make it to the 2024 ticket, I will say this: the Democrats have a decent enough chance with whoever they get, because I just don't I I don't see anybody right now who controls the Republican Party at least from a voter standpoint. Uh, the, you know like Trump. Now, his constituents are all with him. We know about Mitch McConnell and the AKA the Rhinos. We know about those guys. I don't think any of those guys could really turn the table and really carry the vote either in a national election. Just being real with you. I think Donald Trump is, 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 is the guy that people want. A lot of people want, like I said before, he ain't shit. Again, he didn't do nothing special for my life. I don't see, I don't see it. 
America had the strongest GDP before he came. It still has the strongest GDP despite the inflation, despite gas prices, despite all this going on. You want to blame Joe for what happened in, in, in Ukraine. We all know that Russia has been gearing ready and been getting ready for, for conflict for years now. Even when Trump was president, he was in our territory punking us. You And this is the funny thing because you'll have, you'll break it down to these Republicans. You'll break it down to his constituents, his voting base. You'll have these conversations with these people. And they keep wanting to say, well, basically what they're telling you is it's only a problem when it happens when it's a Democrat in office, but not when not when it was Trump. Again, I'm telling you, you know, and they're not going to deny it to you. They know what the facts are, but it's obvious it's not a problem if it's Trump or one of our guys. But if it's if it's happening during a Democrat, oh, it's bullshit. He's the worst president ever. You know, when when you know when when you know during Trump's presidency now, when Putin had Russian soldiers and the Air Force in our territory, he wasn't doing shit. They were in our territory. He didn't say shit. Trump didn't say shit to none of that. But again. Putin invades a whole different country. Oh, it's it's completely it's completely Biden's fault, and it's the same motherfucker. It's all ironic too, because wasn't Trump the same motherfucker that was trying to get Ukraine to do favors for him for what military funding? Come on, now I mean both presidents are boo boo. They're trash. I I don't want to hear no more arguments about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I have not bought into Trump and I'm not buying into it. I'm not buying into the red pill mentality because it's all bullshit. Red, red party, blue party. It's bullshit. They're all full of shit. They're all being used by corporations. It doesn't matter. Back into a little bit about, uh, uh, Biden here. They're not even so much, Democrats aren't even so much sold on his vice president, Kamala Harris either. I mean, and I can understand that. I mean, as a black man, I don't, I don't like her. So there you go. And y'all can sit there and say that, but we know her politics, her true politics. So y'all can sit there and try to be woke with me all you want to. But she did, and she tried to do. No, she was a sellout. Just like a lot of these people. That's just like, just like Kendrick said in the song. I know people. I brush elbows with people who say they was for the people, and they're being full of shit, like the BLM folks. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, again, like I said, uh, 2020, uh, well, sorry, uh, as terms of, in terms of 2024, who would the Democrats like to see anybody, basically anybody else from that 2020 primary. I did mention these guys before Cory Booker, uh, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. I, I mean, I do like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, to be honest with you. I do feel like she's probably most progressive. Her and Cory Booker. Cory Booker, I do like Cory Booker because of his youth. He's the youngest of these guys. Of course, he's a brother. I do think he's down to earth. I do think a lot of what he's done, at least in terms of his uh, time as mayor in Newark, uh, was some positive stuff going on there. You know, I just don't know if he can, in this climate, when they, they're really trying to, they're really trying to take shit back, particularly the Republicans. That's why, again, they stripped women of, you know, certain laws, they about to try to strip some black folks with certain laws, you know, again, I'll get into, you know, more about, you know, how different groups and, you know, all these groups kind of intermingle with each other when you get into the baseball uh, uh, update. But again, you know, I feel like in a lot of ways, you know, we're being taken back, you know, 
into a land before time, before, you know, things were right and better for us. So we got to be careful and be cognizant. Um, again, I'm not I'm not pushing red or blue pill on you guys. I'm pushing the best candidate that's actually out there, uh, particularly on your local and state levels. That's what I'm pushing these national elections. You know, it is what it is. Uh, as far as, you know, do I how do I really feel about Biden? I've, I've said how I felt about Biden. Um you know, I, you know, come to this point at 31 years of age where I've seen that both parties are full of shit. And I do understand, you know, and it's hard because now this is the thing. Now, this is this is I will say this about in terms of the inflation and in terms of gas percent. I know everybody wants and Obama wants to go. Let's go, Brandon. And let's go, you know, you know, Biden, hold this L. This is all your fault. My. I'm sorry. This is me, and y'all can feel this way, you know, about this and whatever. Sorry for the extra noise. I'm doing a little bit moving around. I talk with my hands a little bit, so I'm knocking stuff around a little bit. My bad. But I feel in terms of products and how they are priced, how they are sold, and things of that nature, pricing, again, pricing specifically, because we want to bitch about inflation. We want to bitch about the gas prices. I see I see that that is uh, unless the government is making a law that somehow forces these companies to raise prices, uh, these gas companies to raise prices. It's the company, it's the corporation that's gouging you. If you want to complain about again, it's about when you open up your eyes and look at things for what they are. Biden is not forcing anyone to raise prices. The corporations want to raise their prices. And you as a consumer, either you're going to pay these prices or you're not. Biden has done nothing to force their hand. These corporations, again, supply and demand, that's what they're going to tell you. That's what the price they want you to pay, period. They set the price. The government does not set the price for gas. As a matter of fact, again, just to kind of prove to you, again, I... I, I say both parties are trash. This is, again, this is another example of both parties being trash. Recently, there was a uh, you know a bill that was pushed by the, the the Democratic ran house, and again the Republicans will try to tell you, oh, we can th they really control the Senate. They control the Senate too, so they should have got this passed. Not bullshitting you, and you know not really telling you the real truth that they hold a filibuster and they can hold up anything that they don't really want to go for. Uh, they pretty much held up the House's plan to eliminate price gouging at the pump. And I'm talking about you Republican senators. So we can sit there and talk about, oh, the Democrats did this and Democrats did that. No, Republicans do bullshit as well. So if we're going to call out one, let's call them all out. Just like when you know people want to be critical of what the LBGT community is doing. Well, if you're not going to call out the bullshit in your community, I don't want to hear that. And again, it's not to be a Biden hero or let's go Brandon fan or a fan of the LB. No, I'm just saying, if you're going to call out people's faults, call out yours first and handle yours. Okay. As far as these pricing and this inflation, this is on the corporate. That shit is on the corporations. I'm, I'm, I'm going to die on that hill. This is why I'm anti-corporation to an extent as well. I'm not kissing, I don't kiss the aristocracy's ass. I'm not trying to find ways to get them loopholes and let them not pay taxes when I have to pay taxes out of my paycheck. I think this is stupid. 
That's why I would I don't want to vote for Trump on that principle alone. He don't pay taxes, but I do fuck that motherfucker. I don't care how you boot, other bootlickers want to feel about it. I'm going to tell it like it is. That type of mentality, that's a bootlicker mentality. Oh, it's this person's fault. Uh, and, and and Joe Biden, he he did this and, and but the corporations, they they are manipulating these prices daily and y'all not saying shit. I'm just saying, they set the prices, not not Biden. I'm just, you know, but again, it is what it is. It's politics. But as you can tell, even within, you know, uh, within a, a certain party, there's, you know, different feelings and different sentiments. You know, this same, you know, again, we've. We talk about how the Democrats aren't really sold on Biden. You know, we also, with that being said, we also mentioned how there's a group of Republicans who are out there to get Trump. And you'd be surprised which Trump, which Trump and these Republicans that are beefing with each are doing to. And you think the Democrats are looking bad because, oh, they, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not fully committed with Biden for a second term, and that's the news. That's this. Nah, nah. How about how about Trump sending threats to his former advisors, to his former employees? You got he got people sending them death threats. <laughs> Motherfucker, please. Both of these parties are full of shit. Anyways, that was the point of, the, of this segment. <laughs> uh, oh, before I let y'all go, let's get into uh, some Deshaun Watson real quick while we uh, while we talking about these these different topics here. Now, of course, the 23rd and the 24th lawsuit has been added, and of course, it's you know telling us the same stuff. You know, Deshaun Watson is in perv. He did this. He searched for sexual favors. You know, through these masseuses. You know, something that has been done for years. And, you know, I've heard so, I mean, again, I, I, you know, we we came up in a time where, you know, as a 90s baby, 91 to be exact for me, you know, we were like at that last little part of all the, the, the crazier shit and we got a chance to see little pieces of it. You know, I, I remember hearing so many stories about the, the crazy, you know, whole Sorry, hotels. We're not talking about hotels, but you know the crazy massage parlors where shit will go down sexually. You know, thinking about that and thinking about some of the things that I saw from Deshaun, or at least the testimonies that I saw from Deshaun, and you know, I, I'm, I know this. I gotta make sure I'm. I want to say this right. But let's just say, like, let's just say, I'm going to say the facts as I know them, as they come along into my head, for one. This, these, some of these cases have already been tried on a criminal level. I believe somebody, uh, a good majority of them have been tried, I heard at least twice, in a criminal court. No charges were able to be, you know, filed against him. No charges were able to be carried out against him. So that leads to tell me that, okay... He might have done some sexual behavior, um, some things that were uncalled for, for some. Uh, I think there's obvious uh, evidence of that, you know, him coming back to, to certain dialing back to some people and saying, I, I, I did go too far there. So I, I understand that. I also see that there was some consensual behavior on account of the women as well, some of these women, a lot of these women as well. 
And I'm just going to call it like it is. I don't like the excuse that's thrown out there that, yeah, they, you can do it, but if you don't, if, if they didn't like to do it, then it's an issue. Well, if you don't like to do something, or if you didn't really want to do something, then you don't do it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying, you know, the, the, oh, he, he had this power and he had this way of whatever of, of making me feel compelled. No, you just don't do it. And if he forced himself after that point, then we have bigger issues. And as far as that has been, you know, as far as what we know that's been established, that's, that hasn't happened. Now, either he's pulled out a dick that, and that what he pulled out his dick that wasn't accounted for, that wasn't called for. You know, he made himself look dumb in that situation. Again, he had to dial that back. But as far as him saying, yeah, my dick is out and forcing somebody to do something to him, that never happened. Either they did something with him or they didn't. And he called him back, was like, my bad. You know, he, you know, he apparently he went after these, you know, sexually or who we thought would be sexually promiscuous women or what he thought would be or who he thought he had the easier chance to do this with. I mean, that's not illegal. Rape is illegal. Again. If he makes you feel uncomfortable, I understand you not committing with anything, committing to anything with him, doing anything with him. I understand you making a report. I would understand that. But to go through with it and then turn around and say, oh, well, I really didn't want to. No, 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 no. I don't buy that. You just don't do it. And again, if he would have pushed it any further and that and hurt you or physically assaulted somebody, then by all means, really did that, then by all means, lock him up. But he didn't. Either he, he, uh, he, obviously he flashed a lot of them. He, you know, uh, you know, made a lot of, you know, sexually suggestive body language and either they went with it or they didn't. Now, you know, is it, is it egregious in terms of the number of times that he did it? I don't, you know, it's not for me to say. Again, if he's single, I don't know. Again, I don't know these people's marital life. I just know them from the X's and O's. They're not my brother. They're not my cousin. You know, so I don't know what he's doing in this part. I I couldn't tell you if he's if he's if he's married. Then yeah, that's fucked up. If he's dating somebody and cheating on her and doing all those things, that's fucked up. But if particularly if he's a single man looking for you know sexual release. I mean, is it illegal? Mm. Is it illegal if she doesn't want it? If she says she doesn't want it, he still forces. Then yeah, did he force? No. Did he? Did, is there? Could there? Could there have been a? You know, some type of convincing on his point? Yeah, but it was still an adult decision made on the woman's standpoint. So it's like, eh, I don't, you know. And sure, I'm pretty sure not every situation he did something, something happened sexually. You know, maybe he, you know, there was a situation where he just kind of presented himself in a sexual way and he was rebuffed. Again, we're seeing that. You know, um, I think he his biggest issue was that he went too far too soon with some of them. He could have, you know, he could have been honest a little bit more maybe. He could have, you know, really, you know, really stated what he was looking for, you know, beforehand. But as a masseuse, you know, I'm not going to motherfuckers' houses. I'm not going to hotel rooms like that. Uh, you kind of, you know, uh, you know, some some random guy, some guy like that. Come on, and I'm a woman. Come on, you know, 
Uh, I'm not putting myself in that position as a woman. And as a man, if that's really what I'm after, then I go. F I don't even. I wouldn't even go to the guys of a you know of a masseuse. I just go to a hoe. Um, you know that's what you do. Um, he could have did those. He could have did a couple things different on his end. But did he break any laws? No. Uh, did he? Did, could he have made people feel uncomfortable? Did he go too far with it? Yeah. Does he deserve to not play football for a few weeks because of it? You're going to keep it real with you? No. No. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have to die on that hill as well. <laughs> All right, y'all. So I'm going to take my first official break. When we come back, we'll be getting into uh, some NBA highlights, of course. Uh, game five of the NBA Finals was tonight. I want to get into that. And that'll just be the tip of the iceberg in terms of the sports action I got uh, prepared for you. Like I said before, we'll be getting deep into, well, we'll be getting into the MLB as well. All right, y'all. Hope you are enjoying everything so far. Like I said, I'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back. Uh, let's break down the NBA Finals. Of course, we had Game 5 tonight, and the Warriors were able to take the three games to two lead with a 104-94 to win. Uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. We're going to break down all the games up until then. Uh, we start, we're going to start off with Game 2. Of course, last time we spoke, we went through Game 1. So, in Game 2, uh, the Warriors will get their revenge 107-88. to uh, That was a final score. Jason Tatum will be the leading scorer for Boston with 28 points. He would also have 3 assists and 6 rebounds. Steph will be the leading scorer for both teams with 29 points, 4 assists, and 3 rebounds on his end. Now, Boston was held to just 37% shooting from the field. They were also outscored 34-15 to 15 in the third. Uh, pretty much the big factor into why they took that L. Golden State, Golden State excuse me, would have five total players scoring in double digits that, that game, including Jordan Poole with 17. In Game 3, the Celtics will get their revenge, uh, taking a 2-1 lead, 118-118. Uh, to one, uh, one sorry, one sixteen to one hundred was the final score there. Uh, Steph will be the leading scorer for the Warriors with thirty one points. Clay will get you twenty five, three assists, and also three rebounds. Jalen Brown will get twenty seven points for the Celtics, five assists and nine rebounds. And Jason Tatum will help him out with twenty six points and nine assists to go along with six rebounds. The Celtics will control the boards with an advantage of forty seven to thirty one. They would also have 15 offensive rebounds that will score 52 points in the paint as well. The Warriors would just have 11 points in the third quarter. Uh, I think one of the themes that I'm seeing here is the third quarter. You know, uh, whoever is able to come out pretty solidly, solid uh, in the third quarter, 
uh, from that halftime has been able to, you know, pretty much seize control of the game and pretty much control it, even despite what happens in the fourth quarter. That third quarter seems to be the most important so far in this series. But let's take a look at game four. Steph will go off with 43 points, four assists, and also 10 rebounds. Jason Tatum would have 23 points, six assists, and 11 rebounds. And, of course, the Warriors uh, will storm back and get the win in this one. The final score will be 107 to 97. Uh, the Warriors would control the rebound department in this one, 55 to 42. They would have 16 offensive rebounds. Uh, they also would outscore Boston in the second half, 58 to 43. The Celtics are zero and six in the playoffs when they've committed 16 turnovers or more. Were things able to change Game Five? No. Not in terms of those turnovers for Boston. Uh, they would actually give up 16 more turnovers in, in turnovers in this game. Game 5 would end in another loss for them, 104-94. to So, again, Golden State has that two has a one-game advantage right now. Jason Tatum will put up 27 points in tonight's game, four assists and 10 rebounds, but Andrew Wiggins will pretty much be the story of the game because of Steph Curry's struggles. 26 points from him, 13 rebounds. Boston would be held to 41% shooting from the field and 34% from three. They only put up 16 points in the first quarter, and like I mentioned before, they gave up again 16 turnovers. Now, Steph would only score 16 points, and he would be zero of nine from the three point from the three-point line this is the first time in 233 games that he hasn't well he hadn't made a three-pointer in the game crazy but they still get the w again andrew wiggins shows up to play uh clay thompson did his thing as well he would have 21 points and would go five uh, five of 11 <clears throat> from the three now, Golden State's bench, they would also show up to play in this one, outscoring Boston 31-10 to 10 in that department. So, uh, Golden State's bench was on fire. Uh, you know, in terms of Steph, he wasn't there, but everybody around him seemed to be, you know, up to up to par. You know, you had a, you had a, you know, a typical night from Jason Tatum. Uh, kind of a typical night from uh, Jalen Brown as well. They both scored over 40 points, but again, they struggled in that four, in that third quarter. Uh, they were outscored. I think Golden State put up like 35 points in that quarter, I believe. Uh, again, uh, just really ugly from uh, ugly for Boston in the third quarter. Uh, but that's been the story of so much Boston. You know, in the games that they've lost, uh, they were outplayed in the third quarter. They also given up a lot of turnovers, uh, so double digits. Uh, in the games that they've won, uh, they've been able to, of course, cut off the turn turnovers and shoot a lot better as well in terms of their proficiency. Not necessarily in points scored in general, but just their efficiency. They also have the edge in rebounding, and see it seems like, as well in those games. So, um, again, I, I had Golden State win the series. I definitely had them winning in seven. I would be surprised if it ended in six, but... Uh, something tells me that Boston has has some fight left in them. Uh, we'll have to see what happens a couple days from now. But uh, you know, for what it's worth, this was a a solid game, a really good game from Golden State uh, to get them the W. It's one of those games where you're like, uh, man, this this should have been Boston's to win. Um, and for what it's worth, they made it. They made it kind of close uh, in the second half, but again. They fell apart near the end. 
And I will say this, though. I know this might be too early of a take, but this game might have just fucked up Steph Curry's uh, finals MVP chances. I'm just saying. If he continues to have another streak, you know, like this, another game like this, and, you know, he's bailed out by somebody else, Andrew Wiggins or Clay, could you, do you really see him winning this? Mm. You know, all that talk about him being top 10, top, you know, whatever, top 10 players go hard every game. They're a factor in every, especially in this playoff period. I cannot think of too many bad, I cannot think of any real objectively bad games MJ has had in the playoffs. There's a few that LeBron has had, but you can pro, you can definitely count them on your your hand, and they were definitely more so in his earlier run with the Cavs. Kobe, I can't think of too many bad, subjectively bad playoff games. Uh, you know, but same thing with Steph. But again, you know, just in this series and the fact that he hasn't won an MVP just yet, and you know, in my opinion, this game kind of. You know, again, if, if if he has another game where he's only shooting 16 points, I mean, could you really give him that award? You know, there's so much, you know, so much attention that was given to him that's been given to him in this series. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say he, I'm going to oh, I'm going to go and say he's top 10 or top 15, top 20, at least. I can't say top 10 just yet. He he hasn't won a finals MVP. Uh I can't say that he's subjectively the one that's, you know, been the reason why. Well, maybe their first championship run, and that was his best chance to win the MVP, but they gave it to Iggy for some reason. <clears throat> but outside of that, I can't really say he was the man behind the win, behind the chip. So, I don't know. It's it's very, you know, I don't see him as a top 10 just yet, y'all. Like I said, top 20. Uh, top 15, I definitely think he's one of the best shooters if we look at that. But if we look at overall and look at winning and, you know, actually being the guy to elevate the, the team around you, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't think I see that just yet, guys. But that's, that's me. That's me. All right, y'all. I'm going to take another quick break. When I come back, I'll be breaking down some uh, more sports. Uh, like I said uh, before, I'll be breaking down the MLB. We have some scores to get into. Uh, we have the, the the standings to get into to start off the week and everything. And then also we have some. I wanted to get into some stories from over the course of the weekend as well. So I'll be right back, y'all. Oh yeah. There's a place off Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. We were both. Alright y'all, we are back. 
Uh, we are going to get into an, a major league baseball update. And let's get through uh, the biggest news stories out right now. Uh, uh, the biggest news coming through the week, the past week or so, uh, where we have a lawsuit brought forth by uh, prominent umpire Angel Hernandez. Now, has he claimed, he's claiming the league discriminates against minority umpires by switching up on their internal evaluations to exclude them from crew chief positions. Now, what is a crew chief? Well, a crew chief, um, well, each, uh, each MLB game is headed by a crew of referees. I can't, I think there are up to 19 referees in each uh, crew, or uh, I can't remember the exact number of referees, but anyways, a certain number of referees, you know, officiate the game, and the crew chief is pretty much the leader of those referees. He works in direct contact with the league, so on and so forth. So it's the, pretty much the head umpire position, if anything. And uh, pretty much, like I said, what Angel Hernandez is saying is they're not hiring minorities for this position. Now let's just kind of break down. Uh, let's well, let's get a break a racial breakdown of just the umpires, full time umpires we have right now in the MLB as is. Seventy seven uh, percent of them are white. I think that's you know goes without saying. That's not surprising. Uh, we have nine percent of them, a little bit over nine percent of them being Latino, and six percent of them being black. Again. Not so surprising to me, just by the the makeup of the sport of baseball, you know. Now, Hernandez has filed a lawsuit previously, and uh, but it was uh, like I said, uh, he filed it in 2017, but it was originally dismissed in 2021. This time, though, it has reached a second circuit court of appeals. Now, like I said, uh, back in 2017, he originally accused the league of discrimination on him, uh, on just him, by not promoting him specifically. And he also claimed that at the time, uh, there had only been 100 in the time, sorry, in all of Major League Baseball's history, which has been about over 150 years, there's only been one minority crew chief. Now, technically, uh, this... The, this crew chief position and the responsibilities that they f have now are relatively new. And uh, pretty much the main uh, umpire back in the day would be your would be your, your home plate umpire, excuse me. Now there wasn't a crew chief necessarily. So again, technically there was never a black crew chief until they hired the, their first one in I think 2020 with Kerr and Danley. They also hired their first Latino crew chief in 2020 as well, Alfonso Marquez. But like I said before, uh, the home plate umpire was your main umpire back in the day. And the first black man or first minority, excuse me, to hold that position would be uh, Emmett Ashford, excuse me, in 1968. So until then, you hadn't had a prominent or a lead minority umpire in the league. So I guess we could say that. Now, at the time that I'm speaking, there are currently two Latino crew chiefs, including Laz Diaz. Now, Hernandez also makes claims that the Supreme Court did not take the evidence he provided seriously. And this includes umpire, uh, sorry, umpire evaluation reports 
that uh, pretty much uh, do not match up with his year in reviews from the years of 2011 to 2016. He said that this has affected pretty much all his promotions. So what he's saying is his regular evaluations, I'm guessing game-to-game game game or week-to-week, whenever they would do these evaluations, are, you know, they seem to be positive. But when it's coming down to the year in review, when it's come down and come down to, you know, be, you know, time to get that, you know, promotion or that raise, the employer, this time it's the MLB, is not giving it to him. As a employee, I know about that. I've I've been in that position many times. They'll sit there and pretty much lie to your face. Yeah, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. You have no problems. It's good. And then you get to, you know, they sit you down and it's time to give you that raise. You're expecting to get a raise. And they're like, well, come to think about it, you've been late and you actually messed up here this day. You didn't do this right. And yeah. I completely get the frustration, man. I understand. And this is one thing that I think goes, I think makes the MLB look a little bit fraudulent or a little bit, I guess you could say shady. I guess it's the better word. Now, these reviews, these year-end reviews, these evaluation reports are all under special order from a, a lower court. So they can't even be used in this case. So, whatever discrepancy that could be there, you can't even see it. So we got you can't he can't even really prove his point the way he wants to. With that being said, if you look up Angel Hernandez on YouTube, okay, the minute you type in his name, it's gonna say Angel Hernandez. Type in Angel Hernandez, it's gonna say worst calls controversial all this type of stuff you're gonna see <laughs> i swear uh one of the videos that i saw as soon as i typed in that press enter said angel mart angel angel hernandez the worst the worst umpire in the mlb that does not bode well uh for you know his cause like there's literally tens and hundreds of videos about him making bad calls now I saw some of these videos, and for what it's worth, you know, in terms of the calls that he's making, in terms of what I'm able to understand, what I, you know, understand from, you know, my position in football, what I understand, I'm sorry, football, but baseball, what I understand, you know, some of those calls could go either way. I'll tell you that, but I don't think he's, you know, going out of his way, you know, or, uh, you know, or just outright trying to be wrong. You know, I just think it's human error sometimes. Uh, in some in some cases, I, I think he made the right calls. Uh, some cases, but if you ask uh, anybody, you know, in the, in the I guess the front office of Major League Baseball, for example, you got to Joe Torre. Uh, he's responsible for you know the promotions and you know all that in terms of the umpires, and he said it. He's made some very crucial mistakes. In many, you know, uh, I guess you could say, you know, on the line situations or, you know, or when the game was on the line or, you know, he just had a, you know, made some critical errors. But, you know, for what it's worth, all these umpires have had issues with that. For example, um, we've had some full time, uh, some new full time 
you know, umpires be uh, pretty much promoted to the MLB. And this is as early as, well, this is good. This goes back to February. And you got names like Roberto Ortiz, Ben May, John Lipka, uh, even the name of the, you know, the most current, uh, well, even one of the most current crew chiefs, Laz Diaz, they all have had complaints. You can look them up. You know, they all get complaints about their referee, you know, sorry, their umpiring, uh, their calls sometimes. They're all inaccurate. Uh, this has been an issue throughout, you know, really baseball. I mentioned Emmett Ashford before. Uh, he was promoted to a home plate umpire near the end of his uh, working career. And he had, you know, various issues with accuracy in, in terms of his calls as well. Um, at this point in Major League Baseball, they actually have been considering using a robot or some type of electronic system to make these calls. That's how uh, done they are with the human umpire. And, you know, for what it's worth, though, I think judging strikes and judging, you know, pitches like that and balls and all that, I, I think is very subjective. I don't think a, a robot or an electronic system could get it right either. I think you'd have drama with that as well. You know, I, so I think, you know, you just, it's just a part of the game, you know, and it's, it's very, you know, it's, it's weird, you know what I mean? But it's, it's just, it's, like I said, it's just, it's different, but it's just the way that baseball is done, you know, they judge those pitches, either it's in uh, that, that strike zone or it's not, and everybody's strike zone seems to be different everybody you know what's called a strike seems to be different to, from the, from one guy from one umpire to the next you know so i don't know what to tell you guys uh it looks like at some point maybe in, in some point in the future we will have a a new way in which we'll be conducting our baseball games uh but until then do i feel like there's any type of racism I just think there's a whole bunch of white folks who are involved in baseball. So that's the talent. That's the pool. The, the whole, I mean, you're going to have 90% of your potential candidates who are going to be white. That's who, who plays the sport. That's who's involved with the sport. Uh, unless you are, you know, international and we're talking, you know, Latin America now, or maybe Asia. Uh, you know, I, I don't see any Asians here and, you know, Asians are, you know, starting to be, Asia starting to become a really well, you know, well, you know, in terms of Korea and Japan, they're becoming more prominent in terms of their baseball and who they're bringing to the MLB in terms of players. So, you know, you could you could see you could see a whole lot of color all over the place. You could add a whole lot of different people here. You know, just like when we talk about football, you know, everybody wants to say, well, there's no black coaches. Well, there's no Polynesian coaches either. And Polynesians are are you know deep in football, you know, as players. So it's like. Uh, Everybody has their complaint. Everybody, you know, wants to, you know, wants to pin out what's point out what's wrong with something. You know, let's say it for what it is. They hired, they hired, you know, a black crew chief a few years ago. There's currently two black crew, uh, sorry, two Latino crew chiefs right now. There's a possibility that there could be more. They've hired a couple Latino full-time, you know, umpires they could be promoted at some point in the future you know I, I think it comes down to hiring you know uh, if you're there and you have the, the the track record that shows then they're gonna take you again 
MLB might want to switch up how it, it even does this shit. It, it, you know, it conducts its umpire shit. So who knows what happens in the next few years? This might not even be an issue anymore. Uh, is it an issue now? I, again, I I think the sealed documents. That's a that's a that's a not going against the MLB. But again, the fans and may and and you know particularly the fans and players' responses to umpires like Angel Hernandez. Uh, you know, like we mentioned, even Laz Diaz, you know, in terms of their accuracy, just how the fans and the players respond to that and the managers respond to that in their way, that goes, I mean, again, there's a point that can go against the MLB. There's a point that can go against the umpires as well. That's kind of how I look at it. They're both, you know, again, uh, you know, the MLB is wrong, particularly if, you know, this is the truth. And I do, like, again, I, I, I do, I had mentioned, you know, I'm, very iffy on the fact that you can't even get some of these, you know, you can't get these evaluation reports. Uh, they're they're under a court seal. I don't like that, but also it doesn't go well when you have all these different compilations saying how bad you are and all these different videos going against you on top of that. So, again, Andrew Hernandez has a point taken from him because, again, I think there is issues. Again, I do think there might be some things that the MLB might not be being honest about either. So again, both both sides was a point in this one. Um, let's move on. Uh, over the weekend, I wanted to talk about this. Um, this what I saw over the weekend. Well, not even you know, yeah, what I saw over the weekend. I, I immediately got an idea because uh, over the weekend, of course, San Francisco they had their you know their pride. Um, well, I don't know if they've had their pride parade yet, but the Giants and the uh, the Dodgers they faced off this weekend. They had their you know their rivalry series, and uh, this was their for the Giants. This was their pride celebration. This uh, over the course of the weekend, of course, you know you had your pride decals, you know pride jerseys. I'm sure you know all type of stuff going on. I wasn't there, so I don't know all what they did, but of course you know. They paid, you know, reverence to the people of their city. This is the culture of their city. That's San Francisco. And, of course, people are with it. People are against it. People are going to say what they're going to say. Mind you, uh, about a week or so before this in Tampa Bay, uh, you had something kind of different going on. Now, you would have a pride night in Tampa. Uh, the, the, the Tampa Bay Rays would host one. However, it was a little bit different. Uh, they gave the players... Well, I'll get to that in just a second. Five players decided, all pitchers, mind you, Jason Adams, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley. I don't think that that matters. Them being pitchers matters, but it's just who they they are. They're pitchers. Uh, Jace, uh, sorry, Jeffrey Springs and also Ryan Thompson decided they didn't want to participate. And, of course, you know, you have the left. They took their stance against these guys. They want to demonize these guys, make sure these guys were labeled as bigots. And, of course, the rights, you Republicans, they want to label these guys heroes. These guys are these amazing people standing up to tyranny and the, the, the perversion of the world and all this. Yeah, awesome. Whatever. In terms of what I see in terms of pride and all that as a non-LG, whatever, I'm not going to get into all that. I just see it as, you know, marketing. They're pandering. Just like when I see commercials with black people in them. When I see, you know, it's a it's a it's a nationwide commercial. You see some R you hear some R and B chicks singing nationwide is on your side, all that shit. You know? 
Just like when you hear the country version of that nationwide is on your side, you know, you know, it's just marketing for people, you know, gay people exist. So, you know, why not get them to come watch baseball? I mean, they're, they're there. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't look at it as, as, as being discriminatory. I don't have a problem with, with you know, what corporations want to do. That's what they're going to do. Um, they're gonna market. They're gonna pander to people. They're gonna want people to show up to their games or you know watch their TV shows, buy their cars. You know. So I yeah, seeing a Pride Day at, for a baseball game, particularly in a city like San Francisco, you know that has its history with the LBGTQ plus community. I think that's what the acronym is. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Hey, I'm sorry. Just so many letters, I just, you know, they have that history with the community, you know, you can almost say like it's a mecca form. So of course they're going to, of course they're going to show out. Of course they're going to have the cows. It's San Francisco. I mean, I, I wouldn't lose my mind over it. And on the flip side, what these five players did for Tampa, that's their self-expression. If you listen to their, their reasoning behind it, again, I'm not a Christian man. I'm not, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I believe in God. But listening to where they came from, I didn't I didn't feel the sense that they were bigots. I didn't feel the sense that they were, you know, anti, you know, gay people. They just said this is who we are and this is what we represent. And because of what we represent, we can't get into that. And that's perfect. That's the greatest response you could have. You know, I, I mean, I've, you know, in terms of my beliefs and, and me being close to God, I I you know, I, you know, I, I've made promises to myself to not, you know, to commit certain things or to not get into certain lifestyles or certain behaviors or to get out of those behaviors. You know, uh, you know, there was a point in time in my life where I gave up smoking or I, I gave up, you know, just partying all the time, just, you know, whatever, you know, that's their belief. You know, they're, they have a right to that, you know, uh, John, uh, John, Jason Adams, excuse me. You know, Jalen Beeks, they all have a right for that. Whoever their right their writer was, I can't remember her name right now for ESPN or that sportscaster calling these guys all type of shit. You know, oh they're they're trying to be exclusive or they you know, whatever racist, whatever bullshit these these leftists wanna put out there just because you disagree with all the shit that they're into. No. We can't make it like that. And then on the flip side, they're not breaking the mold. This is not new. Okay, staying to your code and staying to what your goals are, your personal beliefs are, that's nothing new, righties. That's nothing that's that's not that is they're not they're not recreating the real Republicans. They are not pushing the if they did not do something amazing. First of all, the Tampa Bay Rays gave them a choice on whether or not they wanted to to uh, participate or not. It wasn't forced. It wasn't some type of, oh, we're showing defiance against the organization of Tampa Bay. Now, for what it's worth, though, Tampa Bay, the Rays right now, they're batting one for one in their political shit. Because, again, you know, the Republicans are going to like this one because they got to stick it to the LBs and the, and the left side and the blue. They want to stick it to them and go, yeah, these guys, yeah, they're showing up for their God. But, again, like I said, they're batting one for one because... Recently, they came out against the school shootings and called for some more gun control. 
And, of course, they play in Florida, and their governor is Ron DeSantis, and he don't play that. So he stripped them of their funding for their newest facility. So, hey, <laughs> like I said, they're one, for, they're one for two right now. Excuse me. They're one for two right now. One for two. So, again, they're not breaking the mold. They're not doing anything amazing, okay? Again, San Francisco, what they're doing and what the Giants did and how they participated in Pride. That's not amazing. We've been doing pride. They've been having pride parades for decades. I don't care about the cor- corporations that just now want to get into it or the baseball teams that think it's cool to put that on their jersey so people will show up to the game and go, yeah, I feel supported or I feel welcome. I don't care about all that. The people, the people have been already into this. I don't think it's a ploy. Everybody thinks, oh, they're trying to they're trying to force this all onto us. People have been gay for centuries and millennia since people have been fucking. Ain't no ain't no conspiracy. Either you with it or you're not. And if you're not with it, you ain't gotta go you ain't gotta waste your time talking about how much you hate it or you ain't in it or whatever. Just stay the fuck out of it. Like those guys told they said, I'm Christian. We're Christian. We don't do that. Okay. And a story. This is not, this is not, you know, something to fight over, guys. Get over it. People, you know, there's gay people here. There's straight people here. There's bisexual people. Deal with it. There's cis people that you got to deal with. Who the fuck cares? Do they respect you as a human being? Yes or no? These are important questions to answer. Uh, Anyways, let's get along from that. We are going to get into the scores from Monday. Uh, you know, not a whole lot of action uh, today. We had a lot of lot more shit going on over the weekends. Of course, uh, I think that yeah, the Dodgers got swept by the Giants. Whole bunch of shit. But here's what we got for Monday. First things first, we had a matchup between the two Texas teams. The Rangers will get the W in this one. Five to three was their final score. The Rangers are now twenty nine and thirty one. The Astros will be t- uh, thirty seven and twenty four. For the Astros, Jordan Alvarez, Michael Brantley, and center fielder Mauricio Dubon will bring in R- will bring in RBIs. Pitcher uh, Christian Javier, uh, he got the start on the mound. He would go for six innings. He gave up five hits, but only two runs. He would also have seven strikeouts. However, of course. Um, you know, things did fall apart. The bullpen just wasn't able to close things out. Hector Norris was awarded the loss. He's currently 1-3 on the year. He also blew uh, the save as well, his first blown save of the season. So, you know, they started off pretty good, but they couldn't finish things off. For the Rangers, Corey Seager, Adelise Garcia, and Brad Miller would get RBIs. Uh, also on the mound, Brock Burke would get his fourth win of the year. Uh, his fourth win of the year, excuse me, he's currently 4-1. and one. Uh, Let's move on. The Braves, they win their 12th game in a row, 9-5 to five against the Nationals. They're currently 35-27. and 27. The Nationals, uh, they end the night at 23-40. and 40. For the Braves, Marcelo Zuna will get a three, uh, sorry, a two-run home run. Uh, Dancy Swansby will get two home runs and four total RBIs. And Adam Duvall will get a home run as well. On the mound, Ian, uh, Ian Anderson will get the start. He went for about four innings, gave about four, gave up four runs, four walks as well. Dylan Lee would have to be awarded the win. The bullpen came through, only giving up one extra run throughout the game. Also got four strikeouts, so not too bad 
Rays close it out. Braves close it out, excuse me. For the National Center fielder, Lane Thomas will get a solo home run and an extra RBI outside of that. Nelson Cruz and also Josh Bell will get some RBIs as well. And uh, Erasmo Ramirez was on the mound. He will take the L. 1-1 one one on the year is his current record. Uh, he will go for three innings, gave up six hits, three, sorry, six hits, six runs, including three home runs. So, again, a bad outing from him. And as usual... You know, the Nationals take, take the L. Uh, let's move on. We have the Orioles getting it done. Sorry, the Orioles taking the L here to the Blue Jays, 11-1. to uh, We got the uh, Chicago White Sox getting the win against their divisional rival, the Detroit Tigers, 9-5. to The White Sox are 28-31, and still underperforming. We had the Tigers here at 24-36. and uh, for the White Sox, Jose Abreu will get two home runs, four total RBIs. Center fielder Luis Robert and also Andrew Vaughn will get some RBIs as well. And on the mound, Lance Lynn will get the start. Going for four innings, ten hits, three runs he gave up. He also would have four strikeouts, but again, it wasn't uh, his best outing. He's, he's coming back from injury, his right knee surgery. Uh, he was rehabbing in AAA for a little bit. He hasn't gotten it all together uh, just yet. He's going to take some take some time. Uh, Bennett Souza will be awarded the win, his third of the year. For the Tigers, center fielder Willie Castro will get a home run. Third baseman Harold Castro, no, they're not related. I thought they were, but they're not. Uh, he will get himself two RBIs, but on the mound, Ronnie Garcia had an ugly game today. Uh, well, last, uh, sorry, last I guess you could call it last night at this point, depending on when you're listening to it. It's currently Monday night, Tuesday morning, getting there about midnight. So it all depends when you're listening to it. But uh, Ronnie Garcia takes the L, his second of the year. Four innings of work, gave up five hits, four runs. Again, that ain't going to get you a W, never. Uh, well, it depends on how good your offense is that game. Uh, we have the Phillies, they get a win here against the Marlins, 3-2. to two. We have the Pirates, they take a loss here to the Cardinals, 5-7. to seven. The Padres, they get a win here against the Cubs, 4-1. to one. Uh, For the Padres, they are 38-24 they are and 24 in the year. The Cubs are 23-37. and 37. The Padres offensively were led by Eric Hosmer. He will get you two RBIs. Manny Machado will get an RBI as well. You Darvish will get the win, six and three uh, so far uh, this year on the mound. He will go for eight innings, giving up five hits, but just one earned run. He would also get seven strikeouts, and Taylor Rogers will get his 19th save of the year. For the Cubs, catcher Jan Gomez will get you a solo home run, but that would be it for offense on the mound. Justin Steele. Uh, would get the start going for seven innings, giving up six hits, but only one on run. He would get a few strikeouts as well. Uh, he fortunately, despite having that solid start, he was not given the L that was given to Rowan Wick, his second loss of the year. He's currently one and two. Moving on, we do have the Royals. They took another L here to the Giants. Two to six was the final score. The Giants are 34 and 26. The Royals struggling at 20 and 40. For the Royals, second baseman Whit Merrifield and also Bobby Whit Jr. will get RBIs. Pitchers, uh, pitcher Brady Singer was on the mound. Five innings from him, two hits, two runs. Five walks, he would have five strikeouts, but again, uh, the bullpen just couldn't get it done. Uh, gave up three more runs. Amir Garrett will be charged with a loss. He's currently one and one in the year. And for the Giants, Brandon Crawford will get two RBIs. Darren Ruff and also Jock Peterson will get RBIs as well. Alex Wood will get the win. He's currently four and five on the year. Putting in six innings, 
giving up just four hits and also just two earned sorry two runs and you also get five strikeouts rounding out the scores for monday we got the reds beating beating the diamondbacks five to four and the twins they get a win against the mariners three to two let's go ahead and look at the standings for a little bit we're going to start off in the american league as we always do in the american league east we had the yankees on top 44 and 16 nine and one in the last 10 they're winners of four games in a row and they are currently 15 and 7 versus teams above 500. They also have a plus 127 run differential, which is the best in Major League Baseball. The Blue Jays are behind them, eight games behind them to be exact, 36 and 24, 6 and 4 in the last 10. Uh, they are riding a two game winning streak. We have the Rays here in third place, 35 and 25. The Red Sox are 32 and 29. And in last place, we have the Orioles here at 26 and 36, 19 games back, 4 and 6 in the last 10. I would stick a fork in them. They're pretty much done. I'm just being honest. Let's go to the Central. The Twins here are 36 and 27, 6 and 4 in the last 10. Uh, they are 11 and 13 versus teams above 500, though. So that is their that is their drawback this season. The Guardians are 29 and 27, 7 and 3 in the last 10, uh, three and a half games back in the mix. But I just I don't see how far this team is going to go. The White Sox they got some issues going on too. They seem to be imploding. Uh, Lance Lynn, he was seen arguing with his uh, coach yesterday. Just just all type of drama. Uh, their manager, Tony La Russa, he's been getting booed out. The home fans wanting to be fired. The, Chicago, the White Sox fans wanting to be fired. It's all bad. They well below expectations. It's, this team should have been first. Uh, well, this team was projected to be first in the division right now. And they're not looking that good at all. They're looking to be almost as bad as the Tigers, who are 24 and 36. And at the bottom of the division, of course, we had the Royals. We mentioned them before. They took an L uh, to the Giants yesterday or last night, how you want to look at it. 20, to 40, 20 and 40 right now, 14 and a half games back, 4 and 6 in the last 10, three losses in a row, negative 92 run differential. That is the worst in Major League Baseball. Let's move out to the West. We have the Astros on top, 37 to 37 and 24. Four and six in the last ten. Up behind them, we have their in-state rival, the Rangers, 29 and 31, seven and a half games back, five and five in the last ten, three wins in a row. They seem to be playing a lot more solid. Their offense uh, is looking really nice. They're generating a lot of runs, and they look—I mean, overall—they look good. Uh, we have the Angels here, 29 and 33, two and eight in the last ten. Recently, they fired their manager, Joe Madden. Uh, at the time of his firing, they were in the midst of a 12-game losing streak. They will end up losing 14 games uh, in total in a row. Uh, in that time period, I think uh, both yeah, both Mike Trout and Shia Otani uh, was batting below 200. They also had like double-digit strikeouts. So things were looking bad. Uh, things are looking okay now. They had a decent series versus the Mets. I believe they won two out of the three games over the weekend. So they're looking okay. Phil Nevin is their current was their interim manager, and he seems to be one of the main guys in line to take over in general. So we'll have to see what happens. I'll keep you guys posted on what happens in terms of that department. Uh, we have the Mariners here at 27 and 34, and of course, at the bottom, unfortunately, my favorite team, my A's here, they've been struggling. Um, just not enough, not enough talent right now, and of course, as you can tell, Oakland seems to be apathetic to what's going on. We'll talk more about it. I got a video I'm working on for them. So, you know, we'll get more to the age pretty soon. But right now, they are 21 and 41, currently last, currently last place in the AL West. Let's move on to the National League. In the East, we have the Mets on top, 40 and 22, 
five and five in the last ten. Uh, yes, five and five in the last ten. Twenty-three and fourteen versus teams above five hundred. That is the best record in that department right there. Uh, again, against teams above five hundred. Twenty-three and fourteen. Really solid. A lot. I mean, it's almost like night and day when you compare this team uh, from this season to last season. I I don't know. I mean, well, I, they've added a few good. They've added a lot of. They added a lot of players in the offense, and that you know, money talks. <laughs> I don't know, money. Hey, you know, they say money. You know, I don't know. The Nets might be able to. The Mets might be able to buy them a World Series this year. Show the show the Dodgers something. Maybe they'll do it a little bit quicker. The Braves, they are 35 and 27, five games back, 12 wins in a row. We mentioned that again. They got hot out of nowhere. Uh, they are getting better against teams above 500. It's not exactly a winning record just yet, but they've improved. Uh, they seem to be closing out games. Uh, they're on a streak right now, so we'll have to see what goes on. We have the Phillies here at 31 and 30. They were also on a 10 game winning streak at some point up until the weekend. Uh, I think they lost their last. Uh, well, they did lose their last game uh, that got snapped. But they're they're you know they're okay. <laughs> they were a lot worse off about a week or so ago. So you know they're they're in the right direction. We have the Marlins here at twenty seven and thirty two, and the Nationals. Excuse me, the Juan Sotos uh, at twenty three and forty. Of course, the laughing stock of their division and pretty much the National League and in baseball in general. Uh, let's move on to the Central. We have the Cardinals here at 35 and 27, 5 and 5 in the last 10. We have the Brewers here at 34 and 28, just a game back from them, 2 and 8 in the last 10, but they are facing a big issue right now. One of their better pitchers, Brandon Woodruff, uh, he had been dealing with an ankle uh, sprain, uh, but it seems uh, that he's dealing with something a little bit more serious. It's called Ray Nouns, Ray Nouns, uh, Sorry, let me take that back. Ray Nods. I think that's how you pronounce it. Ray Nods syndrome. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much affects your extremities. Uh, it causes a lot of numbness, stiffness. And I can imagine that being very difficult to control uh, your pitches. You're getting that spin rate. You can't grip the ball like you want to because, again, you know, there's no feeling there. Um, it's caused by, you know, um, exposure to colder weather, colder climates. Uh, in his case, I, I don't know exactly how he would have come into contact with it. The good thing is it's not a very serious disorder, although in 1 in 20 cases it can be. It could lead to some type of amputation, uh, so you, you just don't really know. But it's not something that's generally that dangerous. But, you know, he might have to deal with it for a while. And the thing about it is, you know, they are second place in their division right now. He was a key component in terms of that, you know, that pitching rotation. So, you know, it just sucks. It's going to suck not having him around. But my prayers are out to him. I just don't want him to be something even serious. I want him to be back in baseball as quickly as he can. Uh, he's one of my favorite pitchers right now. And, you know, good luck to the Brewers going forward. We have the Pirates here at 24 and 35. The Cubs are 23 and 37. And the Reds, they are 23 and, sorry, 22 and 39. Let's move on to the NL West, one of the best divisions in baseball right now. We have the Dodgers here at 37 and 23, 4 and 6 in the last 10. They were swept by SF over the weekend. 
of course. Uh, but they still, you know, handling business. Uh, they are in a tough spot right now with the Padres on the rise. They are uh, pretty much technically a half game back, but really they have more wins. 38-24 for the Padres. They are 7-3 in the last 10, 18-16 versus teams above 500. When we last checked on this team, uh, they weren't that great against these above 500 teams. They had a losing record. They've improved and and therefore they've improved and they they look a lot better um you know so much uh much more power to them we have the giants here at 34 and 26 three games back for them seven and three in the last 10 17 and 15 versus teams above 500 so they've improved against the better teams in the league as well so both of these teams have winning records of course we know about winning records against teams versus five against teams above 500 uh we do know about the giants getting that sweep against the dodgers and um I mean, the, top, the three teams are hot. The, the top three are, are good teams. They're legitimate teams. This is going to be a doozy going into the latter parts of the year. Behind them, they have the Diamondbacks at 29 and 34. You know, I don't know what to make of these guys. And then, of course, we have the Rockies here, 27 and 34, 10 and a half games back, four and six in the last uh, 10. They are riding a two-game winning streak, but overall, they don't look that good. Let's keep it real. All right, y'all, I'm going to take one last quick break, and when we come back, I got my pump for the review segment. Of course, it's time to get into some Jack Harlow. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's about that time. All right, y'all, I'll be right back. We're going to wrap this shit up. My nail tech knows how to keep it a little secret. I don't wish for my success, I speak it. I caught a buzz and you did too, but you tweaking. I look like I've been getting money, how reeking. You smell me, that's LV. Walk around with my chest out of my skin smooth, I'm healthy. I'm in a mix and I'm handshaking, but most of y'all can't help me. Most of y'all ain't wealthy. Most of y'all just dress like it. I caught the vibe that y'all giving off and I'm trying to make myself less like it. This chick got a little Porsche body. I might let the bro test drive it. It's hard for me to get excited. I love music and stress about it. My city All right, y'all. Let's just keep it real. Um, This album here. What is this shit called? Come Home. The Kids Miss You. Dude. I'm gonna keep it real. Shit was boring. Um, really, like one song that I could say that I like, and that's Nail Tech. The beat is pretty solid, uh, but outside of that, it's just he literally talks about the same shit every fucking song. It's about some girls. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you rich and you know you're a rapper. You got some type of swag. I, I guess they like you. You know, you different, you a white boy, but come on, blood is every I mean, like I I cannot see where talk of the town is different than young Carlisi. You can't you except for maybe the you know, bar for bar, there you know, the words is different, but the concept, the the subject matter, it's boring. I, I'm sorry. Uh I can't really outside of nail tech and i like the song for the beat for what it's worth but i can't even you know say i can't even really say no bars from the song that i like i can't think of one bar parent trap i didn't like that i i, I thought the po- poison was trash i think lil wayne hearing that verse i feel like he old he need to retire listening to that verse um all he's talking about is women, girls, trying to get at girls. 
Dua Lipa, Side Piece, Little Secret. I mean, he's trying to get at some girl. He's trying to keep his 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 little chicks in line or something. You know, I, I'm not feeling it. I'm just keeping it real, but uh, Churchill Downs is probably a decent song only because of Drake. Um, of course, everybody knows about the first class, first class, yeah, 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 all that shit. Um, I mean, uh, that song, in my opinion, was made straight, straight up for the fucking. Uh, that song was straight up made for the fucking. For fucking Instagram. For that 30 second real shit that motherfuckers be right making. That's the only time that sound that song sounds any good. You get it past the three the 30 second mark, boo. He you, you listen to him you you start listening to him rap? No. The chorus, yeah, you listen to that, you could play that on repeat all day. G L A. That's the only good part of the song. Oh, I'll put you in first. That's it. And then he starts rapping. It's trash. I, I swear. His his bars ain't all there. I, I, I'm i sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. I know I sound all dark and negative. I mean, but the, but the you know, the other reviews don't lie. Well, they gave him like 2.5. Saw it ranked as a 2.5 somewhere. I gave it a C minus. I think he tried. I definitely think he tried. I will give him an A for effort, but it just didn't come. Some he's missing something. He's he's missing some like he's an industry plant. Let's just keep it real. But he's missing some type of real artistry here. You know, uh, again, the subject matter was pretty much the same. Uh, cut and dry. I think he's a dry ass rapper, to be honest with you. And that's all I can put on it. I get like I said, I get an album a C minus. Ain't nothing to write home about. Again, uh, pretty quick. This review was pretty quick because ain't really too much to say. Come home. The kids miss you. No, they don't. We wanted you to stay. We wanted you to stay. We want you to stay away a little bit longer. If, you, if, if that means you can come back better, Jack, stay away a little bit longer. We don't miss you like that, bro. Anyways, I'm going to call it a wrap up tonight. Like, a, like, I didn't expect it to be that short, but, you know, I kind of went through everything and... I listened to the album twice and I just don't like it. I, I can't even, I couldn't even really listen to it the second time around. I couldn't even do it. It just got to be annoying. So, um, like I said, C minus album, you know, I wouldn't, I, there's a couple songs, maybe, you know, if you want to listen to them, if you want to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write home about it. And, uh, it is what it is. I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. <laughs> Y'all, if you are looking to get in touch with me, I will be leaving my links available for you guys. Please be sure to check out uh, my YouTube channel. Please be sure to like and subscribe if you like the content there. Like I said before, I am working on a new review. Uh, this Well, not a new review, but a new um, a sports segment. So I'll be working on the uh, working on a story about the Oakland A's. You know, just talking about are they staying, are they going. We're going to talk about the history of them in Oakland. A couple different things. So we're going to get to that. And then as far as a podcast is concerned, uh, we got some uh, football shit I want to get into. Uh, I wanted to talk about some college college football as well. Uh, start talking about these conferences. I keep hearing all this type of shit about, about Lincoln Riley and how him and USC supposed to take over the Pac-12. I ain't having it. I ain't buying it. I'm going to talk all about I'm going to roast all type of USC shit all day uh, we get back into this. Uh also, of course, whatever 
you know, major developments happen in the world. We're going to talk about that. And we have the NBA Finals we got to cover. So we had game six in a couple of days. So we have a lot to talk about. Shit ain't over. Of course, we still in baseball season. We got the All-Star game coming up for that. So a lot of stuff. I'm going to be here as much as I can. My schedule done switched up at work a little bit. So it's uh it's a different but i'm gonna make it work nonetheless all right all right y'all like i said i'm gonna leave my links available for you guys if anybody hasn't told you yet i love you peace out one love and i'll holla at you guys pretty soon